Our theme for the year is taken from song number one, uh, 338 in your book. I mean, you don't have to turn there, but it's, it's My Faith Looks Up to Thee is the song that our theme for the year has been taken from. We changed that around to Our Faith Looks Up to Thee for our theme. Every morning sermon I've preached in 2011 has been based on this song. If you didn't know that or not, this, this morning is no exception. The song's writer, Lowell Mason, speaks to the Lamb of Calvary, verse 1, Jesus. And in verse 2, asks that the grace of Jesus give him strength. He writes, may thy rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart. How many times in our lives is our heart faint because of what we're going through? Tough times, scary moments. This is our focus today the grace of Jesus Christ. This sermon order fell into place in a kind of alliteration, if you will, where each point starts with the letter P. <laughs> it's kind of worked out that way. Our look at the grace of Jesus. Begins, if you will, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 15. Acts 15. There was a meeting in Jerusalem to decide if the Gentile Christians had to keep the law of Moses too. After some disputes with leading Jews, Peter rose up and he spoke. It's the last time we hear from Peter in Acts. Peter reminds those in the meeting how God chose him to preach. How he he was chosen to preach to the Gentiles and how they had received the Holy Spirit. And that there's no distinction, he says, between Jew and, and Gentile. So why, verse 10, do you test God by demanding that the Gentiles do what the Jews have never been able to do? And that's keep the law of Moses. Peter concludes with this statement, verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. In what manner were they, in what manner are we saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? How does the grace of Jesus Christ save us? To understand the grace of Jesus, let's look today at the practice and procedure of grace and see how protective, productive, and, and plentiful the grace of Jesus is and what it provides and what it preserves for us. We first need to look at the practice and procedure of grace. This includes the definition of grace, which is unmerited favor. So we learn that the grace of Jesus we did not deserve. But we were given this favor by Christ. We learn that grace and truth come to us through Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 17. While we were still sinners, Romans chapter 5 verses 8 through 9. Christ died for us. 
Jesus tasted death for everyone. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9, the gospel, the good news was given by God's grace and we must make sure that we do not receive this grace in vain. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1. On the contrary, once we have been saved by grace through faith, we must, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This takes practice. To be strong in the grace of Jesus takes knowledge. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. 2 Peter chapter 1. Some don't make it. They don't make it. They don't get there. They let the world rule their lives. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 20. They fall from grace. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 4. They turn grace into lewdness. Jude 4. We must grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. We must be strong, Christian, for we follow Jesus, the Son of God. Hebrews 4.14. Let us, verse 16, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find, find grace to help in time of need. But by God's grace we have been saved through faith. Ephesians 2 verse 18. And Christ is the author of salvation to all those who obey. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. We obeyed when we believed and were baptized. Mark 16, 16. We obeyed when we confessed. Romans 10 and verse 10. We obeyed when we repented and were baptized. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. We received God's grace, the grace of Christ, unmerited favor of the divine when we... Obeyed. From the practice and procedure of grace, we learn that grace is very protective. Over and over again, the writers of the New Testament wanted those they were writing to, and by extension, us today, to have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, in the letter to the Romans, the, the first letter to the Corinthians, the, the second letter to the Corinthians, the, the letters to the Galatians, the, the Philippians, the, the first and second letters to the Thessalonians. Paul wanted these Christians to have the grace of Jesus. He wanted this for his son in the faith, Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 21. Paul wanted this for Philemon in verse 25. Paul wanted grace multiplied to all these. Even Peter. Peter, when he wrote, he wanted grace multiplied to the readers in obedience in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. The apostle John, he wanted grace, mercy, and peace from God and Jesus for the elect lady and her children, 2 John 3. John wrote to the seven churches of Asia in the great revelation given to him by the Lord. And the very last chapter, the very last verse of that chapter, it says it's a request, it's a hope really, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And it ends. Why did these great men of God want for their readers, and by extension us today, why did they want for us the grace of Jesus? 
the unmerited favor of Jesus. Why should you want that grace? Why why do we sing these wonderful songs that we've been singing this morning? Talking about grace and how it reaches even us. Because when you and I have grace, what we have is salvation. It's what we have. To remain in that grace, to have that grace, to to be filled with that grace, for that grace to be multiplied among us means that people are saved. People are saved. This grace teaches us, Titus chapter 2 and verse 12, that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus says, 1 John chapter 3, verse 3, when we have this hope, we purify ourselves just as He is pure. For it was Jesus Christ, Titus chapter 2 verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Are you part of his own special people? Are you a special person set aside for good works? Do you do good works? That's the evidence. Those who have the protection of the grace of Jesus Christ are known because of their good works. I really want you to understand this. What a wonderful gift that we've been given. How protected and saved you are if you continue to grow in the grace of our Lord. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. But not only are we protected by the grace of Jesus, we are also productive as well. As we just read, those who have this favor of the Lord work. We are to be productive. We read in John 15, Jesus uses the vine and the branches to symbolize our working relationship with with Jesus. He is the vine, we are the branches. John chapter 15 verse 4, Abide or live in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Now notice this, for without me you can do a couple of things. You can do something. There there might be something you can... No, he says, for without me you can do nothing. Nothing without Jesus Christ. We learn here that we must live in Jesus Christ. If you want this favor, if you want this grace, you must be in and remain in Jesus Christ for you can do nothing without Him. If you are, you'll be producing. Case in point... Are the Macedonian Christians, if you'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It's what we were looking at in our Bible class this morning. Case in point of the Macedonians. 
Christians here described in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. They were given grace, even in the hard times. In their trial, in their affliction, in their joy. We've talked about that before. Joy is hard time happiness. In that hard time happiness, and even in their poverty, it says they gave. Their grace given by God was that they could be productive and giving and fellowship and minister to each other. And Paul, how did they do this? Verse 5, they first gave themselves to the Lord. That's what we were talking about this morning. How do you do that? How do you become a wonderful giver? How do you impart grace and mercy to others? Well, it first starts here in your heart. You've got to first give yourself to God. We cannot be productive apart from the vine. We must abide in Jesus Christ. Paul told the Corinthians, and he's telling us by God's word today, Fountainhead, as you abound in everything, verse 7, in faith, and we've got so much here. We've got so much faith here at Fountainhead. As you abound in faith, in speech, we're so blessed here. We're so blessed here. We've got people that are leaving this congregation and going to preach at other congregations. We're blessed in speech. We've got one coming back to us next week. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Oh, we're blessed there. In knowledge, y'all are so smart. You know, I have to really study extra hard for Bible classes. I do. Y'all are so smart. We're so abundant in all these things. We are, we're abundant in faith. We're abundant in speech. We're abundant in knowledge. We're, we're so smart. In, in all diligence, in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also, this giving, this ability to give. That you are a giver of your money. That you're a giver of your time. Make sure that you're a giver of your talent. Because you see, the grace of Jesus is plentiful. It's plentiful. As we read in Hebrews, because of Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. The very source of grace, we can come boldly to. Paul in Romans 4 is explaining more about faith, how how Abraham and David were justified by faith. So, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Paul goes on to explain that we were enemies with God, but we were given life when we were reconciled by God, to God by the death of Jesus, Paul explains this by contrasting Adam and Jesus here. Paul says that because of Adam's sin, because of Adam's sin spread to all mankind. He says in verse 15, 
But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Because of Jesus, His unmerited favor is plentiful. God wants all men to be saved. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Grace is abundant in Jesus Christ. Paul wrote Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14. This grace is afforded to all, but the riches of this grace are only found in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. And those of us who enjoy this plentiful grace also enjoy what the grace of Jesus Christ provides. The grace of Jesus provides freedom from guilt. Paul again in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In him, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We have victory over sin. Paul again, Romans chapter 8 verse 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. And if the son makes you free, John chapter 8 verse 36, you are free indeed. You're free. The grace of Jesus also provides the hope of heaven. Good hope is given by grace. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 16. And having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The grace of Jesus is a saving grace. Go back to Acts 15, to the meeting there. Here in Jerusalem, remember what Peter said in verse 10. We can't require these Gentiles to follow something that that we can't follow. Our, Our ancient fathers couldn't even follow this. We can't require them to do this. So verse 11, let me read it again. But we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they also are. Remember, I asked how is one saved by the grace of Jesus? Peter did take the gospel to the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, Peter preaches the gospel to Cornelius' house, a Gentile house, and to confirm to Peter and the others that he was doing the right thing by taking the gospel to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit came upon the people of that house just as it had fallen on Peter and the rest of the apostles on the day of Pentecost. He says in verse 47, After the Holy Spirit has fallen on these, surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did, can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. After this, we read in Acts, other Gentiles are being saved in this same manner by obedience. And Peter tells the council that we're saved the same way they are, by the grace of Jesus Christ. Paul told the Galatians, 
For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is the same thing that Peter is expressing in Acts chapter 15. If by grace, the grace of Jesus, there's no distinction between the Jew and the Gentile. The grace of Jesus preserves our lives till Jesus comes back and takes us home. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 28. He's coming back. We're to comfort one another with these words. He's coming back for His. We don't know whether the time will be short or long. So we sing, May Thy rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart. Do you understand the practice, the procedure of the grace of Jesus... Do you want to be protected by this grace? In the grace of Jesus, we must be productive, but His grace is plentiful, and it provides freedom, victory, and hope. The grace of Jesus preserves us until He comes back. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you are, you are most blessed. If you're not, you can be ready.